Trish Close, and I'm coming at you from my kitchen. Today's episode, just a couple Southern gals gabbing about food. Julie Tannis is on the podcast today. If her name sounds familiar, she did a little thing. Co-wrote this cookbook with her pal, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. We chat a little bit about the success the cookbook has seen in the last few months. Then we dive right into Thanksgiving, y'all. A lot of the recipes that she's making for this Thanksgiving come right out of this cookbook. So you may be able to find some inspiration there for your Thanksgiving day table. She shares how she's cooking up her turkey this year. Very interesting way to cook up a turkey. And then we touch on a highly controversial topic. How far in advance can you cook and slice your turkey? Very controversial. This episode is all about my favorite things, food, friends, and family. Here's Julie Davis. get going every time i see your name i want to say julie tanus yeah that's well it's been anglicized so that's probably the correct way to say it well it's lebanese yes julie tanis thanks for being back here in a different setting thank you for having me i love this setting um they it's my kitchen yeah my one of my it's favorite places intimidating than the, the newsroom oh man yeah well i don't I have mean, that was so great but yeah i don't have the fancy <laughs> lights either i know I know, kind of a bummer, but it's okay. We, we're going to make do. And really, it doesn't matter the lights. It really has to do with the content, right? It's the content. It's so true. <laughs> and you and I have content. We do, girl. We've already discussed Shoney's. <laughs> we bonded. You know, like the entire, I'm not just saying this to you, but our, our cookbook press tour, it was intense. And it was back to back. And this, your, my interview with you, um, when it came through, you know, I was like, oh, a, a news station. Sure, I'll do this. And not thinking, it was just very different, my expectations. And Samson. I know Samson. Samson, come on in. Yeah, sorry. He, he's desperate to make these, these interviews. Hold on one second. Hey, Samson. <laughs> hey, Samson. Hush. Um, yeah, so please continue. I think you were about, that. that's Samson right there. Look at him. Oh, hi, Samson. Oh, you good boy. I know. Yeah, it you're always has boy. to. I have treats right here. It always has to be about him. Um, <laughs> but I think you're you're but about to pay me a compliment. Like, I was about to pay Samson. Damn it! <laughs> Don't you know when your mom is getting a compliment? Uh, please continue. Um, I just I didn't. I, my expectations, you know, I just didn't really have any. And we had the greatest conversation, mm-hmm. and really bonded. And I ended because Jesse couldn't join. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, how'd it go? I was like, it was great. I feel like I have a new friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's at me for that. that's <laughs> what I love, though. Like, and we were just chatting about this, why I love doing these, because I really feel like it, it shouldn't be an interview so much as a conversation, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's important Sam, to me. Look at Samson. I know. Sorry. My our our dog died last month. It was very uh, I'm still mm-hmm. getting over it. And mm-hmm. so now when I see dog, like I just am craving dog love so much. Yeah. My kids and I will walk around the neighborhood just to go like, let's go look for dogs, you know? Mm-hmm. And so just looking at Samson now, I just want to jump through the screen and <laughs> you can, I'll send him, them. I'll send him your way. <laughs> that was your, was that your French bulldog? Yeah. Oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. I don't, I don't think there's anything harder, to be honest. I've heard from some people, too. Sometimes it's harder losing a pet than it is a human. It, um, Yeah, my husband surprised me with Ringo when we lived in New York. And so he was he was our first child together, mm-hmm. you know. 
before we were engaged. So it, it was also like our first major responsible responsibility yeah. as a couple. But he was also just the best dog. And, you know, the, the really beautiful thing about his death, what people were sending flowers and gifts. So his bed turned into this like shrine in our house. And my house has never had such amazing energy. Like the, the sun was, co- you know, the West Coast sunset was flooding my house. And then there were all these flowers. And I felt, I, I know it sounds crazy, especially if you, someone's not mm-hmm. a dog person, but like his spirit was mm-hmm. still there. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just so beautiful. And it brought my family and I even closer together. And I, you know, I bet. And, and the, the way he went and the timing of it, like it, I could not, it sounds crazy. I couldn't have asked for a more perfect exit for my dog, you know, and just the, um, the bond that my husband and I shared after that and then comforting our kids. It was, it was really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, we had to put our dog Mia down. I want to say it was like 2018 and it was absolutely crushing, but yeah, the same thing. Um, we got flowers, we got, um, cards saying, you know, they've made a donation in her name at the local animal shelter. Mm -hmm. The crazy thing though, I'll tell a quick story. I got my hair done the very next day. You know, it's a hair appointment. You can't cancel those even if you're in (laughs) morning. Um, and I was in, you know, I'm in the salon. I'm just a a pile of poop really. Like I'm just a total turd. And my, my gal's drying my hair. (laughs) This beautiful woman walks behind me. I see her in the mirror and my hairdresser goes, Oh, hi Mia. And I was like, what? What did you just say? And I see, I believe in shit like that though. Like I really think that that was me, a girl saying, mom, I'm good. I'm good. You're fine. Yeah. That's the same thing happened to me. Ringo, this, the fattest bird comes up to my backyard and we have a fountain in the backyard. And so they take baths in there, but we've never had him come to the door. Mm -hmm. And the day Ringo died, there were these two like, fluffiest fattest birds right at the door and they were almost coming in my house and you know butterflies and birds are a Mm -hmm. symbol of like spirit and I felt him Mm -hmm. and then the on October 31st so it would have been a a month since he died I was going to bed one night and you know same routine my husband would take him out it was late and I could I would hear my husband like turning out the lights locking up Ringo would come up stairs first get in the bed kind of you know they wiggle around they find their spot he would kiss me and he I felt that Mm -hmm. like he was there Mm -hmm. and it was you know it was a month that he had Mm -hmm. he had died and then I didn't really feel him after that and it was just the craziest Mm -hmm. not scary you know I was never scared like there's a dog ghost in my bed but um I get it yeah I get it well we yeah (laughs) we're diving in deep (laughs) like really getting into it at the beginning of this. Um, okay. Well, I, I love that. And I know you, I know you miss your boy Ringo, but I also know that, like you said, he is, he's with you all the time. So he is. So yeah. Samson is all that to say, Samson's welcome to stay for the okay. interview. I don't know about <laughs> that, but I, he just popped all up. Right. He's like, huh? <laughs> what? Huh? What do you say? Um, all right, Julie Tanis, recipe developer, cookbook author, chef. Um, I chatted with you a while back. If anybody wants to go listen to that, it's episode 131. Um, you wrote Food Between Friends with your good pal, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Um, you guys did the book tour. The The cookbook, I feel like, just exploded, right? It 
it, yeah, it exploded. People loved it. I was, I think on Instagram, like Chris, uh, Chris Jenner (laughs) tagged me in a post and I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't, (laughs) wow. You know, um, and it, it just, it makes me so happy. I mean, it was, it's the, press was amazing. We did mm-hmm. Good Morning America, which was, you know, I don't mm-hmm. even remember it. And it was 4am. <laughs> um, but all the, the thing that gives me the most pleasure even now currently is my friends or people I don't know that just tag me on Instagram that are making our dishes. Mm-hmm. And they love them. And no one has reached out, knock on wood. Uh, no one has reached out that a recipe was a fail. Like it's all been positive and all been happy. And it's made like one of my close friends, her two boys are in preschool and kindergarten. She makes the um, pickled green beans all the time Mm. and her boys eat it. And I'm like, yes, I got a, I got a a second grader to eat pickled green beans. That's huge. That's huge. That is, I'm like success. Pat on the back. Yeah. Um, Also, how, How crappy would it be for someone to tag you and be like, this sucked? I know. It happens. I mean, people, you go on Amazon and the reviews and they'll, you know, it's like, I remember working on a, a, a one book and it, well, it was, it was sprinkles and people were commenting in, um, can you hear my dad opening crackers right now? I can't. No, you're good. (laughs) Good. good. Hey dad, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and people in the comments are like, this doesn't taste like sprinkles. I'm like, yeah, because that is made in a commercial kitchen and this was developed for the home cook. So it's not going to be exactly the same, but people write that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily I haven't had, I mean, people have texted me like, what's a quick way to do this? Can I make this ahead of time? I mm-hmm. get a little troubleshooting, but nothing major. It has all been, Great. Very positive. My, my mom's making our roast chicken for me tonight. Oh, yay, um, mom. Go. That's awesome. I know. That's a beautiful Finally, recipe. cooking for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a beautiful recipe, actually. That was one that has stuck out to me in the whole cookbook was the roast chicken because it's so easy. And I think people are so intimidated by roasting a whole bird. And it's it's really mm-hmm. simple. Really simple. It's very simple. And the the really delicious croutons it's it's like a one one meal situation and it's actually a great dish for the holidays if you're just cooking for two to four people Mm -hmm. that one is a really I know people are probably have smaller celebrations this year yeah um so that I mean you could do it with with turkey too I would just double the croutons probably but that's a great one if you're just cooking for a small group for Thanksgiving is that all and, of the roast chickens. Yeah, and I love that you are in Alabama right now. Um, you're home. I am. Home for Thanksgiving, right? What ish, you ish. know, my parents can't come out to California, mm-hmm. so I came early to see. I haven't seen my aunts and uncles and cousins mm-hmm. in two years. Um, so I came during the weekday. My kids are in school. It's easier for me to pop down here for a couple of days. Beautiful. Well, and then you get them and all I'm, to yourself, right? Exactly. I don't have to. I'm normally fighting with my kids. Or, I want cocoa time. <laughs> oh, is that what they call grandma? Co- Popping cocoa. Stop it. That's so cute. I know. 
I love that. Isn't that great? It is great. I had a Halloween costume idea for them that my dad should be like a soda pop and my mom could be hot cocoa. (laughs) Or they could be popcorn. I don't know. Something. I like it. I like it. Um, No, that's that's awesome. And I, I do appreciate... When people, I had a friend yesterday, I posted a recipe on, on social media and she made it and she tagged me in it and it made my freaking day. I was like, oh my right? gosh, that's so it's awesome. It's the best feeling mm-hmm. because if you can't physically feed people right now, you know, you can virtually feed them. You can give them a recipe. Um, I love when people reach out to me like, what's a, what's a great, you know, a friend just texted me today. Like, I need a coffee cake recipe. It's my husband's favorite Um, And just to walk people through that, like Mm -hmm. send them a text. I'm here as you're making it. Mm -hmm. If you need me, Um, you know, maybe, maybe I'm onto something. I I mean, troubleshooting with Julie. Ooh, ooh. (laughs) Ooh. like an online service. That would mean you'd have to be like glued to a device. A hotline, a Julie hotline. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. A Julie hotline. Just for food. Um, I was looking back at uh, some of the research I did on you for the first time. You had recipes featured really all over the place for a while. I mean, mm-hmm. in different magazines. Um, did you did you push that? Did that just happen for you? How did that? How did it work that your recipes were featured in certain magazines? Um, yeah, I was honestly I would just take on any client and any project. So I was doing every like I worked with this one company. I don't know if they're still around. It was called Soylent. And, you know, it it was this some I think Silicon Valley guys developed it. And it's this drink. It was like a powder that you mix. And it's for those coders who are working 24 seven and literally don't have time to eat food. So part of me was like this. This goes against everything I believe in. You know, i I worked in a butcher shop. I was, this was like right of the farm to table movement. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't believe I'm developing this drink. I don't know. I don't even know like this drink that gives you everything you need in a day, like the calories you need, the nutrients you need. And I took it and I developed some amazing smoothies and I was pulling in like, you know, fresh mint, chocolate, uh, fresh herbs. Like there was one with a, I want to say I did like a citrus and thyme smoothie because these were meals to certain people. Mm-hmm. And so then they started prepackaging them. But that I think that got picked up in a couple of magazines. I've developed um, desserts for people who are developing them for apps, like cooking apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've worked on other people's cookbooks. But I think it was just really word of mouth. Like I had enough contacts and then I would work on a project. Then that person would know someone else that would need a recipe developer and Um, so I just kind of Mm -hmm. naturally went down that path of consulting and and recipe developing. That's reminds me. And I really loved it because yeah, I was just, I I could do the work, you know, I have two small, two young children, Mm -hmm. so I could create my own hours, work in my own kitchen. Um, so it was just very conducive to my life. I bet that reminds me of the friends episode where Monica has to create recipes based on like the fake chocolate. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Mocklet? Mocklet! Mocklet! I was trying to remember what it was called. Mocklet. Yeah. Uh, oh, so that's, good. That is good. Um, and do you ever look at, I just had a question and it left me and then it came back. Do you ever look at someone's recipe that they've posted and you're like, wait a second, that's mine. 
Yes. And even when we were developing the book, you know, I would think, oh, I've got this original idea. And then I would, I would look something up like a measurement and there it was on a blog. Yeah. And so I had to get over that. Like everything we created, you know, probably exists somewhere. It wasn't some new idea. We weren't reinventing the wheel or anything, but Jesse and I kept going back to, it's the story behind it. Mm -hmm. It's the inspiration behind it. Why do we love it? And that's really where the narrative and the and the um, creative writing came in with this book. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just about the recipes, but the story behind it. But yeah, I mean, like Hatch Green Chilies, I think if you looked up any New Mexican blog, you're probably going to find Hatch Green Chili Mac and Cheese. Right. Um, right. But yeah, it's or, or I'll see, you know, I might see something that's similar to something we developed and think, oh, I didn't think to do the leaks first, you know, I was doing the leaks after, so, you know, you might change it up. Yeah. I, I I struggle with that. I struggle with that, honestly, because I'm not a chef, but I am a cook and I've been cooking for a long time and I come from a family of cooks and Mm -hmm. I, I sometimes feel awkward, like when, especially when I'm cooking on social media or something and I'm, I just want to make sure like, like there's a disclaimer that says, Hey guys, I found this recipe. I've adapted it for what I want. I've changed it up a little bit, but like, I didn't come up with this man. Like this is, this is all over the place. Yeah. Right. No, that's, it's hard to do when you're, and I think that's something I've struggled with is like in terms of what's next, like what's the content I'm creating? You know, you get to this place where you've worked in the industry for so long, you've written a cookbook, I've been inundated with cookbooks and food magazines. And so I'll have an idea, I'm like, that's already been done. Yeah. You know, that exists, that's been done. I don't wanna, why does anyone wanna see this again? Um, but again, I think it's the, it's the personality and it's the, it's the story behind it. And it's the trust too, right? You have people who right. have maybe made your recipes so many times over the years and they trust they trust your recipes maybe over someone else that they aren't familiar with. Right. And even if they have a base, like a lot of people, you know, will tell me, I feel like there's two chefs that I get a lot. Like people love Ina Garden and and Pioneer Woman, Reed Drummond and mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll take, they're like, I've always made Ina's roast chicken. And then I saw yours and I made this one tweet that you did and I love it. And so then, you know, that makes me feel good that they learned a base from, from Ina and then they added a twist from from me. That's really funny. You brought up Ina because I wrote her down because I have a question for you about something that she posted on social. Big tease, everybody. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> Big tease. <laughs> um, no, I, I think that's, I really do think that's super cool that you have, you know, um, people who trust the recipes that you're putting out there. And I will say, um, cause I was reading this back again the other day, yeah, uh, just the other day. And what I loved most about this were the stories. And it seems like every recipe that you guys added to this, there was intent behind it. There was purpose. Very much so. Yeah. We didn't add anything to the book just to add a page or fill space. Every Everything had a story. We wanted every, every recipe to have a picture. Mm-hmm. We couldn't. I think there are like five that don't have a photo. That was a hard decision. Um, but yeah, every I don't think there was one that we struggled with like what to say, what to write. Hmm. 
Hmm, that's awesome. I It actually inspired me. I was texting with my family, my South Carolina family, about our family recipes, just looking for some that I wanted to make sure that I have kind of in my arsenal. Mm-hmm. That created mm-hmm. this storm, text storm of we all should add this and this and this. Yep. So now we have a Google Doc with about 40 recipes that we're all that's amazing dumping in what we know and making our own variations and I'm talking about like my grandma's dressing that she would make at Thanksgiving that's what this book is you've got it you should just write a book now you've got it <laughs> yep <laughs> okay I'm all... it's that easy it's that easy it's... It, it all started too. we do we uh, barbecue a hog every Christmas and so that was a uh, huge tradition in our family and yes um, they told me the story of how my papa would start the barbecue sauce. And then my grandma, over the course of the day, would add her tweaks to it. And then he would taste it. Did and he know? No. And then he would taste he it at the end. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, he would taste it and be like, this is damn good barbecue sauce. <laughs> and no one really knows the recipe. I, Jesse and I struggled with that, mm-hmm. you know. There were a couple of recipes when my mom was out visiting. I said, okay, make your cornbread, make your salmon patties. I need to watch you and I'm going to write it down. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and I, I tried to stay true to the, to the original. Um, I, you know, added a few things or like a sauce to it, but I tried yeah. to stay to the true recipe. Yeah. I do that too with, with my grandma's stuff. I stay true to it and I may add something just just because I, I want to add maybe fresh sage or something like that. But I love mm-hmm. that there's turnips in here, turnip greens in here, because mm-hmm. we're a big, you know, mustard, mustards and turnip greens kind of family. Yep. Um, hush puppies. I just wrote down mm-hmm. my grandma's recipe. It's the recipe is called lighter than air hush puppies. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. So cute. Um, I and, love names of old recipes. Yes. And then the salmon patties. My grandma used to make salmon patties for my papa and they would eat them over grits and he loved them. Oh, I didn't think to put them over grits. You I'm, should do, you should do like a side by side. Okay. Or I, I'm interested to see how they differ. What's in your, your grandmother's recipe. Yeah. Oh, for what? The salmon patties or. Yeah. So my, she just does- you know what we, um we haven't exactly figured out what went into hers but I mm-hmm. I know it was canned salmon and mm-hmm. um you know I know she would probably fry them up and then serve them over grits my papa loved it mine are very you know there's shallots in mine and probably like a little mm-hmm. bit of um a, a cumin and and fresh parsley mm-hmm. and then I I like to fry mine up in butter because oh yeah because just because I can because but, and then I like should. I like mine with poached <laughs> eggs honestly on top Oh, that would be nice on a salad. Frisee. Like arugula. A little frisee underneath. Really frisee. Mm-hmm. Like a, that's a nice brunch dish. The salmon patties were interesting because I felt like they could be an appetizer. They could be a main course. They could be brunch. Like mm-hmm. there were so many. That was one of the other challenges of the book is figuring out, is this a dessert or is this brunch? Yeah, for sure. But I <laughs> did, I did appreciate reading through this and all the recipes that were that are near and dear to you, it's, there's very sim- there's a lot of similarities within my family too. And, and that may just be like a Southern thing. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I, I loved it. I thought yeah. it just really warmed my heart. And then it kicked off this family project of now compiling recipes. That, 
that makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. You could just self-publish something for your for your family. I've known people that have done that. <laughs> Make them buy my cookbook. So, <laughs> <laughs> although self-publishing sounds like that would put me over the edge. Right. I have a friend who self-published a beautiful cake book. I should introduce you guys. You would love her. She's an artist. She's from Atlanta. Okay. And here I am connecting. I love it. <laughs> she went to art school and her cakes are like works of art, but they're also delicious. And so she'll, um, she lives in LA, she lives in Silver Lake, but she self-published her book on Amazon. And I was, I, you know, we kind of wrote ours at the same time and we met for a cup coffee a couple of times to talk about it. I was like, how are you doing this without a team of people? But it's, it's doable. Yeah. You totally could. Yeah. Your family could, could self-publish this and I want a copy. Okay. Done. Well, good thing is, um, my mama is the epitome of like organization. She just, so I know she will go in there and she will clean up these recipes and she will change Mm -hmm. things up. And I mean, she's already, she's in love with this project right now. That's so great. I know my mom was my number one recipe tester. I love it. I would get a million photos, a million notes. It was great. Wait, was it? Was it great? (laughs) You know, as a mom, I can't pay you. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding, mom. No, that's always, that's always good. Even if you get the advice, you know, my mom always calls Trisha. This is what I think you should do. And I kind of roll my eyes at first and then I stop and I'm like, all right, you're right. You're right. Okay. So. So how did your grandfather, the, the hog roast, but mm-hmm. I mean, did he build his own fire pit? He did eventually. He built, he built, um, I'm pretty sure the story goes, he built his own, but in the beginning they would, uh, dig a shallow, a really shallow pit. Uh-huh. And that's where, um, like the embers would be. So they would build this fire uh-huh. in the ground and then there would be like right on top of the ground, essentially the grate with the hog on top and it's slow roasted pig. Right. And then uh-huh. there was one, one Christmas. I remember I went out cause I wanted to help <laughs> and, um, uh, oh, no, right. No, it worked out good. I was just like, ew, this is gross. <laughs> um, but they, it's a whole, it's a whole, it's pig. It's a big old animal, <laughs> a whole, a whole big hog. And I'm just like, it's a pig, right? No, baby, it's a hog. Um, but they would take out all, after roasting it, you take out kind of all the junk, right? The bones and the pieces mm-hmm. that aren't any good. Mm-hmm. And then they would put it back in the hog. If my Uncle Randy's listening to this, he's probably like, no, that's not how we do it. They sauce it. They sauce it with our barbecue sauce, which in South Carolina is very vinegar-based, spicy okay. barbecue Love sauce. It. And then the whole thing would come in, right? So this whole big hog would come into my grandma's kitchen and she's making rice and coleslaw and we would have white bread on the table. That's it. Oh, like sandwich bread. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. There's a barbecue place in Alabama that's famous, Dreamland Barbecue. And they they don't even have a menu. You get ribs and white bread. Mm Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a loaf of white bread at your table. It's, you know, sticks to the roof of your mouth. Perfect. It's like Perfect. You have, to, you have to pause while eating and scream. <laughs> that, that will be the shot that I capture for the feature photo of this interview. <laughs> you and I doing this. 
just getting white bread out of your gums. Um, oh, I would so take <laughs> as I got older because I wasn't a huge fan of the barbecue when I was little. But as I got older, I really started to appreciate it. And I would take the white bread with pork and coleslaw on top Ooh. of that. And it was a redneck taco. Yes. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Love it. With some sweet tea. Are there dishes that you hated as a kid that you love now and that you mm-hmm. like for me, it's one of my favorite dishes in the in the rest and the book is just pinto beans and cornbread. And I remember as a kid when my mom's like, we're having beans and cornbread for dinner. I thought, oh, isn't there a side of steak or, mm-hmm. <laughs> or chicken or something? And now, like, every Sunday night or Monday, I make beans to get me through the week. Oh, I love that. And it's some nights I just have beans and rice or beans and cornbread. But is there any dish that Mm -hmm. your mom would? Well, grandma, actually. So grandma would make, um, she would make, it was either butter beans or lima beans and rice Mm -hmm. or shell beans. I don't know if you ever remember shell beans. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, like purple holes? I I, I think no. so. I'm not sure, but I loved shell beans. But other the butter beans and the llama beans, my southern accent's coming out real big with rice. Yeah, mine's real. <laughs> I love it. Um, so the beans and rice, I never was a big fan of, especially like like the butter beans. And then she would make chicken and rice, which I did not like. And mm-hmm. um, my uncle Randy makes the chicken and rice now, and I can't get enough of it when he makes it. I just eat plate yeah, after plate it's... after plate. And turnip greens, too. I wasn't a Mm -hmm. huge fan. No. Growing Mm -hmm. up. And now that's comfort Um, food for me. Like collards and mustard and turnip greens. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. With a little hot sauce on top. Oh, yeah. Or pickled, um, or like pickled green beans and like the the vinegar from, yes. So good. Oh, my God. (laughs) But yeah, I think she would make, she would make like chicken and rice or beans and rice and just have turnip greens. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This, I can't (laughs) eat this. Yeah, this is dinner. I know. Or, and then there was a plate of fresh sliced tomatoes and cucumbers from her garden. Oh, yep. And I'm like, <laughs> like, what is this? This is rabbit food. <laughs> Can I have a cheeseburger? <laughs> this is dumb. And now I... Because kids, kids just want salty fat. I just wanted chicken skin. Mm-hmm. I could have eaten chicken skin every night. <laughs> just Dale's steak sauce. My mom would just marinate chicken in Dale's steak sauce and bake it. And it was the greatest thing. Mm-hmm. It was just sodium chicken I read that that you and that's what you would steal you were the chicken skin thief and just yes. steal that but I do think I love that um the idea that these were foods that we weren't crazy about and now I almost feel like making them and celebrating them is celebrating her on some level definitely and the fact that it gives you comfort now and I, I can't get enough like once a week I have beans mm-hmm. yeah and my kid my kids do eat most of the stuff I did not like as a kid. I think that's pretty they incredible. They greens. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they have to crumble a bunch of bread in it, but it's okay. Or it doesn't look like turnip greens anymore. It's it's like a turnip green biscuit <laughs> cobbler situation. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> I made chicken. I made the chicken and dumplings the other night for us. It's getting cooler in LA. <laughs> And people are in their puffy coats. I'm like, calm down. It's 65. 65. (laughs) Anyway, it was 65 degrees. And I said, it's time for chicken and dumplings. And so my son, Henry, you know, I'm talking about because it's my drop biscuit recipe. Mm -hmm. And then I just put them in the dumplings. He starts crying, which he's four and a half. He's at the age like if the butter's not spread on correctly, he has a 
tantrum, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or if the bread's not sliced diagonally or whatever. So he's like, I want a regular biscuit, like sobbing over these biscuits. And I'm, I'm breaking it open. I'm like, look, Henry, it's a biscuit. It's just cooked differently, you know? And then as I, as I was describing it to him, I said, it's steamed instead of baked. I was like, that sounds disgusting. Why would you want to eat this? But it's delicious. <laughs> just try it, buddy. It'll all be fine. I promise. Um, let's talk about Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, I, I love Thanksgiving because obviously food, you're in the kitchen and I kind of, um, I love the stress of it, to be honest. I I really do. I know it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Um, my mother-in-law and father-in-law are flying out to visit and I think we're, my husband usually invite, I mean, we, our house is always, every Thanksgiving is different. Like Mm-hmm. If someone can't be with family, they end up at our house. So some every year my husband will invite people, but he'll tell me the day of. Hubby. <laughs> so, so I went ahead and ordered my turkey and I just accounted for like 10 people. I think it's going to be eight of us. But just for that surprise guest that comes over. Good call. Um, but my mother-in-law helps me in the kitchen. She's like my dishwasher. But I love the stress of it. I love, you know, I love having a sous chef. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's so fun. And every, in writing this, in food, writing food between friends, like some of my fondest food memories, when I would think back, like, when did I eat that? How was I feeling? Where It was usually Thanksgiving mm-hmm. food. So there are a lot of, I feel like there are a lot of recipes in the cookbook that you could make for Thanksgiving. I'm, the Yes. The serve with section of your cookbook offers a ton mm-hmm. of inspiration for Thanksgiving. Ton. You, I mean, it's, yeah, we, you, and, and the, and the roast chicken recipes you could use with Turkey, mm-hmm. you know, you just, all, you're going to change your cooking time and maybe double the parsnips or the croutons or whichever, but right. yeah, the serves and I'm going to, I'm, I'll tell you what I'm doing. Okay. The asparagus and leek galette, I'm going to serve as an appetizer, Okay. slice it up like a pie. Mm. And then I'm doing, I'm going to spatchcock my turkey, but the butcher shop is going to do it for me because I just don't think I, I don't think I've been working out enough to get in there and spatchcock a turkey. Okay. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to roast that with the parsnips, sort of like the sorghum butter chicken. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do our creamed collards. Mm Mm-hmm our mac and cheese, Mm -hmm. either cornbread or biscuits. Um, I haven't decided on dessert yet. Okay. What are you doing? Uh, We, my, well, my mom is coming out from South Carolina. So nice. mm -hmm, And she's going to bake a pecan pie, of course. And then I like that you say pecan, pecan. And then I'm going to attempt an apple galette. I try, I do one every year for Thanksgiving and every year it gets a little bit better and not as, not as a cluster as it usually is. What, um, what kind of apples are you using? Um, I was going to use Fuji. Tell me, should I use something different? I would do like, I would do Granny Smith or, um, Golden Delicious are also great apples for baking. Golden Delicious. You could do a mixture too. That could be pretty. Ooh, yum. Okay. And then you could do like some Fuji and Granny Smith. So you get like a sweeter, Mm -hmm. a tart. Mm Mm-hmm. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a place here in Southern Oregon that sells gelato 
from it's I think it's from San Francisco. They get it. Um, and they make a creme brulee gelato. And that's what I oh. serve with the galette and the pecan pie. Sign me up. Right. Can I come to your house. I mean, and the okay. funny thing is, can I just tell you where I get this gelato? It comes from the Cookie Connection in the Rogue Valley Mall. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. But it's the <laughs> best it's like gelato I've ever had. It's so, so good. It's just creamy. What's the, what's the brand? Do you know? I don't, but I can email it to you. I mean, I'm sure. Okay, send it to me. I'm sure you got connections. You can get this gelato yeah. in your house. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's Give me my gelato dealer. <laughs> I, I like need a that gelato dealer. I like that actually. <laughs> I know I, a guy. I can make that happen. Hey, 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 Jules, I know a guy. I can get you some gelato. I wrote down. I wrote down for just ideas: the cauliflower, um, the green beans, the roasted and smashed sweet potatoes, the Brussels sprouts. I always mm-hmm. do Brussels sprouts for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So the mac and cheese would be what a breath of fresh air on the Thanksgiving day table. So there's so much people can make out of this cookbook. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, I, the, um, the sweet potatoes I was thinking about doing, although I do love sweet potato casserole. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you ever have that? Yeah. My grandma used to make that every year for Thanksgiving. So that's another one that gets served with the side dishes, but it's a, it's a dessert. I struggled with that I as think. a kid. I was always like, this is sweet yeah. though. It's really sweet. I would just get two hell things. <laughs> <laughs> one with the turkey, then one after the turkey, for sure. I wanted to give you a shout out for the pimento cheese roll-ups. Yes. Because Did you make them? I lo- well, I love pimento cheese, but I just love that your recipe has mayo and cream cheese. <laughs> There's no other way to do it. I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> Double up that cream. Double dairy. Mayo people. The only way. And for for people who don't like mayonnaise, you have to keep in mind a lot of things like that, even, you know, certain sauces or certain things have mayonnaise in them. That's like the base. Yes. It's just sometimes the only, it's the perfect texture. You know, sometimes cream cheese is is too much. Um, It's just the perfect texture. Mm -hmm. And I, I think people that hate it, if you made your own, maybe you would hate it less. And you realized that it was just an emulsion, you know, if you saw how it was being made. Yeah. No, I make my own for sure. It's the best. Homemade's better than a jar. Agreed. Absolutely. Okay. I wanted to bring up this. I saw this on social media. Ina Garten did a turkey, make ahead turkey. She said, it's not as as bad as you think. Mm -hmm. Put some gravy, put it underneath gravy and kind of slice your turkey and then keep it warm in the oven and it's juicy and delicious. Do you believe in that? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, I, you could absolutely do that. I mean, with Turkey too, is just getting it out ahead of time. You know, you could always like cook it ahead of time and then yeah, slice it, put, cause you just want to get it juicy again. So it's almost like steaming it and then you could get the skin crispy again before serving it. Okay. Okay. So you're, you're yeah. behind a do ahead Turkey, have it sliced, ready to go. I am. Yes. I'm behind a do ahead anything. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. You can make gravy ahead, mm-hmm. your cranberry sauce. Um, you know, for my, for my stuffing, you want to lay your bread out, get it really dry. I just think if you can make things ahead and then the last step is just popping in the oven, you know, mac and cheese you can make ahead. Mm-hmm. It just takes the stress off 
the day, unless you love the stress like you and I do. Right. And I do love the stress, but I'm not crazy. Like I want a little bit of stress, Mm -hmm. but I also want to be able to drink some bubbles while I'm in the kitchen. Yeah. And also I, when I sit down, this is, you know, my, my husband's a fast eater. And so I'm trying to get my, my kids are pretty slow eaters, but we'll sit down. I'm at Thanksgiving in particular. I'm like, no one is getting up from this table. Mm-hmm. We're going to sit here for at least 20 minutes and take our time eating. And I just want us to sit down and enjoy it. A hundred percent. I believe in that too. And then after everybody's done, just hang out, everybody. Just hang out. Yeah. Just chill. Right. I'm going to, I'm probably going to be annoying camp counselor Julie and make a couple of games. Like, what are you grateful for? Of course, Maybe we'll get to know. We'll get. We'll do a get to know you game, even though it's family. It depends on what friends are coming over. For sure, <laughs> I can't. The what am I grateful for game at Thanksgiving? I cry every single time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm grateful for my dogs and my family. Someone yeah. go else. Someone else go, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I've tried to do my kids. We do we used to do a gratitude prayer at dinner every night and you Mm -hmm. just say one thing that happened that day that you're grateful for. And, um, we've kind of fallen off and I feel like every year Thanksgiving gets me back on track to talk about what we're grateful for. Nice. Um, and my daughter usually says, LOL dolls. (laughs) (laughs) Least she has her priorities in place. If we're all in a bad mood or we're trying to rush, you know, my husband will be like, I'm grateful to be eating with my family. I'm like, come on. I need you to dig deeper. Dig deep. <laughs> cry. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, you've been so much fun again. This was great. I'm so excited for your podcast. Thank and you. let's cook together sometime. I would love to. I am going to get you the name of my gelato guy. Great. Do that. Yes. And I'm going to have to order some. I'm really excited to um, to cook some stuff um, from the cookbook. Um, I haven't had a chance to do so, but this cookbook is right up my alley because it's there's just so many things about it that I love. The Southern, the southern ties and then, you know, Jesse and his love of hatch green chilies and just right up my alley. I love it. It's so unique. Send me pictures of what you make if you make anything for Thanksgiving. I will. And, and I will. And I'm here for troubleshooting. Call the hotline. <laughs> we'll be posting the, the Julie, Julie hotline. the Julie hotline number at the end of this podcast. I <laughs> um, get a burner, <laughs> a burner phone <laughs> so people can call me. <laughs> and I will keep you up to date on the family cookbook that's scheduled to come out next year. Please do. I will recipe test for you. Oh, that's, that's the funny part too. We're putting all these recipes in and I'm reading through some of them and I'm like, how do you know? Did you, (laughs) did you make this and write it all down? How do you know? Come on guys. So great. Yeah. But I will be, um, I'm going to be talking with my uncle Randy in December because I want to hear the whole barbecue hog tradition. So I will be putting that up on social media, hopefully, because it's a huge tradition in our family and it's just something that I want to make sure I get out there so it it doesn't die, right? It stays alive. I think you should do it while he's roasting the hog so we can see. Let's see. We need a visual. Let's see. Maybe. Maybe. Not everyone maybe doesn't want a visual. It's okay. There will be people out there who will appreciate the visual. So we almost made it. (laughs) 
We almost made it. So close. So close. All right. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say goodbye, but um, I want everybody to go grab this cookbook because it's just, it's a beautiful story. I love the friendship that you guys share. Wait, 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 wait. And the recipes are amazing and, and they're super fun. They're super easy. There's nothing in here that's really time consuming or a project. So a lot of fun. Thank you so much for being here. It means Thank a lot. Thank you. And happy, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Happy Thanksgiving to Pop and Coco too. Give them my love. <laughs> Thank you. Bye y'all. Bye y'all. You've been listening to Hungry for More, an Epicurean's Dilemma with me, Trish Gloss. You can watch this podcast and subscribe on my YouTube channel. Just search Hungry for More and Epicurean's Dilemma. You can also listen and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts.